Welcome to Way in the Hills podcast. Today we have a special guest waiting for you. I am very excited about this particular guest because not only is she my sister, but I have seen her growth over the year and I'm so excited for her to, you know, share and tell you guys all of the things that she has overcome and how she did it. But before anything, how are you, Arlenis, today? I am doing great. I am still stuffed from Thanksgiving. It was an amazing time, regardless of the fact that we've been going through the COVID-19. I didn't get to have the normal dinner that I typically have, but I think it's a blessing to say that I spent it with my family, whether it was just sitting on the couch, laughing, or even fighting. <laughs> but just having them healthy and at home, it's, it, it was enough for me. But I don't want to take too much time talking about myself. I wanted to go right to the point and introduce Francisca, who is our special guest today. And we just want to hear everything about you. Hi. Thank <laughs> you. Thank you. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here with you guys today. Um, my name is Francisca Luciano. I'm a single mom. Uh, I work as a realtor. My background is in retail. Been in sales for 10 years already. And uh, I'm so happy to be here, you know, sharing with you guys my journey in life. We are very excited to have you as well, um, not only because of your story, but also because I think you can bring real valuable information and there is so many things about you that people can relate to and that's what this podcast is about. And I think one of the reasons why I admire also Francisca for the short time that I've known her, being friends with Mariela as well, is how she managed to make these big changes in her life and uh, do everything that she does being a single mom. And I think that's admire that's something to admire. And it's also one of the reasons why we wanted her to be part of, of our uh, episode or podcast today is to share some of her experiences and how she has done it because it is very difficult for most, for the majority of uh, single moms to make changes in their life. With that being said, I think um, it would be great for us to start talking about when was the defining moment where you decided that you needed a change in your life and your career? Well, um, the defining moment was when I um, realized after, you know, after all the things I went through is that I had to find myself. I was wrong in many things that my, you know, that I thought before. You know, I was raised in a country where they tell you what to do, how to do it, uh, to be afraid of so many things that you shouldn't. And when I came to this country, thanks God that I had the opportunity to come to this, you know, to this country and and find out that everything that that they taught me. It was like, you know, wrong because of that, I went through so much struggles in my life. I was like, a, you know, I used to think or be like a horse that I didn't want to open up and look to the other side. I was like, a, like I was right in everything I did. And, you know, the, the way I used to think it was the right way and I was very wrong on that part so I suffered so much because of that 
I, you know, I went through so much because of that. And, you know, uh, there was a point in my life that I had to, you know, stop fighting with myself, you know, give up on myself and the thing, you know, the things that I used to, to think that, I, that it was wrong in like, you know, I always say I was born again because the person that I am today is nothing like I was before. You know, now uh, I can say that I had the opportunity to, you know, to respect others, you know, perspective and everyone's and learn from each and everyone because we always can learn from others mm-hmm. as long as you, you know, as long as you listen to them. And yes, uh, when I had my daughter and <clears throat> I was, um, you know, it became a single mom when she was one year old, uh, we, went, we, we went through so much and uh, I was like, you know, this type of mom that are always, always like um, afraid of everything. I thought I was like in a cage or a prison that I didn't know what to do or how to do my life with a daughter. I wasn't prepared to have a kid, but I had a kid now, what do I do? So, um, you know, going through so much, it was like this defining moment that I had to say, whether I stay, you know, blaming everyone, complaining for everything, or do I change, you know, my mind, do I, I wanted to be happy, I wanted to be different, so I had to make a choice. So I decided to make a choice, and that's what I did. And I just, you know, I just surrendered one day. I say, you know, I'm gonna let all this, God, you take control, and you guide me from now on. And and I will do my part. I cannot do no more, because I can, I'm not perfect, I cannot do everything by myself. And I need help. I don't have, you know, I don't have nobody to help me, but you can help me. So I will do whatever I can do that is in my part, and then you do the rest. That's what I did. And I think, you know, God heard me. Um, A lot of doors have been opened after that. I've been, you know, I have met so many people after that. And my life has, has been changing, like, you know, it's incredible how my life has changed since that. And another thing that you asked me is like, when I decided to change career, um, well, I did that because the company that I work for, I love it. I like what I do there. But there is a point, you know, that you feel like you're stuck and you're not growing no more. And I wanted to like, after I started making decisions in my life, I felt like I was hungry and I wanted to know more and I wanted to know more. So in my job, I felt like I, I was like no growing and I needed to, to know I wanted to make more money because I, I have a child that I had to feed, no? Yes. So uh, I just decided, oh, you know, let's see, let me, I need to find something else that I can, you know, earn so much money, some more money for my daughter and for me and so I can provide for her. And and that's what I did, you know, that's what I did. I, I did my best, I tried to, and, and it's, been, it's just my mind. I just changed my mind. 
I was, let's say I was so negative before, now I am positive. And it doesn't mean that you're not going to have, you know, negative thoughts every day. It will come and even more, but you had to fight them. You had to say, no, I cancel that. This is not what I want. I want this. And you decide because you have to manage your mind. You have to take control of your mind. So thanks God, you know, uh, everything is working good. And that's, that's how I did it. I think one of the most powerful things that you said was um, the way I looked at it is that sometimes we're conditioned to certain things that are the right way, the way things need to be done. And then we punish ourselves. And I think we all have gone through that because we... We all come from the same culture, the same kind of like we were raised the same way exactly. in a way. And I think till this day, there's a lot of things where Mariela tells me where I need to work on because I'm worrying about other people and what the right thing is for them. But like you said, you felt you were in a cage and that was actually holding you from growing. It was holding you from being happy. It was holding you for so many things. So having a more open mind, being open to listening to other perspective and others like thought process and everything just allows you to be happier, allows you to grow and just opens a lot of doors. And I think that's the most powerful thing because it is, it hurts to say I felt in a cage for something that you have control over, mm -hmm. but everyone else is around you who's telling you what's right and what's wrong, which is not necessarily true. It's usually yeah, it's usually not even true. We have this conversation um, a lot over the years, and um, that's one of the words that I use the most: conditioning, because obviously I see it in so many people, and of course myself. Mm -hmm. Not only in our culture, but the fact that we women, we are, we are thought that we need to be a certain way. We are thought that we need to sacrifice everything. Mm -hmm. We are thought that we cannot do it all. We are thought that. If you want to be a good woman, you have to follow a certain type of order, mm -hmm. which is something that doesn't necessarily require you to be happy or they don't care if you're happy. You just have to follow it like if you're a soldier. So it's something that changing my conditioning in my mindset, it's one of the best things that I believe anybody can do for themselves because that curiosity that you develop of trying to see within yourself, okay, do I really like this or am I supposed to like this? Do I really, um, do I really believe that this is the right way or do I have this in my mind because that's how I was brought up? Another thing that I want to highlight before we move on is the fact that you said that you know, you always thought that you were right. And we all do it. I mean, the way yes. that we live, yeah, the way that we live, it's, it's, that's the highlight of our lives. We always think that how we do things is so much better than everybody else because we tend to be a little self-centered. That's just a human condition. But I feel like when you break out of that, which is hard, and obviously we're still working on it, the three of us, it's not something that I think you can never fully accomplish. Um, I think it's an everyday yes, work, totally. you know, it's, it's, it's like everything else. Um, I don't think that there is anything that you can a hundred percent change and say, okay, I'm changed and I'm healed and everything is fine. I think it's just an everyday decision. Like mm -hmm. you said, choice, yes. that's such a beautiful word when it comes to, ch when it comes to shifting your, your whole life and your mindset, you have, the first thing you have to do is make a choice. 
because like any therapy any therapist would tell you the first thing is admitting the first thing is admitting the problem and then making a choice you have to make a choice and you have to say okay this is what's wrong with my life i choose now to follow something else so it's it's i love the order of things as you explained it because i feel like that's how you make real change you become curious you make a choice and then um you work on it and you work on it and then you like f you feel free and then that curiosity just keeps spreading to everything else so i'm sure that now you're like okay but now you're overthinking everything in a good way and i'm sure that you think just the same thing you did with your life you did with your job you wanted more and you know there was something more out there so you went ahead and, and you got it so that's for me that's such a healthy and good mindset another thing that we wanted to ask you is what would you tell anyone especially moms that wants to make a change in their lives or work but they're afraid because of course there's a lot of things that you can be afraid of especially as a mom you're not only thinking about yourself you're thinking about another human that depends mm -hmm. fully on you exactly yes well what can i tell them is that changes are really hard um just the thought of it is hard <laughs> <laughs> yes. you want to you want to do you want to make a lot of changes in your life but it's not that easy um but it can be done you just have to make a decision you know plan what you want to do uh, look at the you know the ups and down how you're gonna do it but don't stay where you don't want to be you want if you want a better life for you for your kids you can do it it's not easy it's not overnight so what you have to do is first make a decision stick with that decision because when you make a decision the thing is that you're gonna have so many things especially people that will tell you no don't do it uh, less people that will support you so don't listen to the one that doesn't support you listen to your guts listen what what you feel inside and what you think is gonna be better even if you fail which is good because I think failing is the best thing that we you know we can uh, have because we learn from failing um, you have to keep going uh, you have to do your best and tomorrow you will say at least I did it and I will keep going and you will see you will find result uh, it's not easy it's not easy but if you want to stay in the same place in the same place in the comfort zone you're not gonna nobody is gonna come and take you out and do uh something for you unless you do it you have to do it yourself and there is we are we live in a country where you have so much you know possibility to grow to do many things and never think never 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 think that the other person doesn't want to help that that was something that i um i didn't do when i had to do it that when I needed help, I never asked for help. And I used to blame other people. Uh, my family doesn't help me. My friend walk away. Like, and I see it. I see even a lot of posts of people saying that when you are in a hard time, people walk away from you. But sometimes it's us that push them away from us. Because if I would have you know ask for help to my family and those friends that really care about me they will have helped me when i need it
I know that now, but then I didn't see it like that. Then I used to say, my family doesn't help me, my mother doesn't help me, or my friend walk away from me. And I was, I used to complain a lot. Complainer doesn't take you any, anywhere. So stop complaining, you know, do what you have to do, work hard, and just, you know, keep going, keep going little by little. I, be, I truly believe that little by little, little we can achieve what we want in life. And if you want a better life for you and your kids, you have to do it. There is no other way. You have to do it because nobody else is going to do it for you. So guys, small but powerful steps for sure. And ask for help um, whenever possible. I think it's, again, it's it's a cultural thing. Like you, you feel shame is such a big part of our culture. And we feel, I think, that if we ask for help, we are going to be shamed or people are going to see that we're less than what we want them to think. Because this is the thing that I just figured out, um, not even a year ago, that we're not afraid of how people we see. We have an image and we want to maintain that image. Even if we don't mm -hmm. think that we do, we always do. And there's so much shame in asking for help, especially as women. We are looked for everything. Like, You need to be the, the wife and the mom and everything. And if you fail, which it's not even a word in my book, you're human. There is things that you are not able to do. I feel like you feel less of a woman. Yes. And, yes. and that's so present with us because you hear it all the time. Yes. You know, you need to be this and you need to be that. And exactly. we play all these roles. Mm -hmm. And like you said, um, asking for help, guys, is so important. Mm -hmm. Like, and, and if you see that... It's something beyond your control, anybody's control. Seek professional help. That's the best thing that you can do in yes. your life. Invest in that. It's not cheap, I understand, but it's it's something that is going to change your life. And they're complaining. We all do it, of course. <laughs> And it's so hard because it's such a rewarding Paint habit. yourself. <laughs> exactly. It's such a rewarding habit. If you think about it, it's not that... We're solving anything. Is that you feeling a little bit better because you're letting out things, but it's not action. You know, you're just throwing it in the air, and that's so hard to not do. <laughs> I mean, the, to be honest, um, usually when we complain, the reason why we have to work on that because it's gonna happen. We all do it. I do it all the time, but it's because that just brings like negative vibes. And it gives you that negativity automatically. You're just reacting to that. You don't even notice. Unconsciously, that affects the way you start thinking and making decisions and the way you react. So that's why it's so important for us to be conscious. Yeah. It's not to completely say, I'm, I'm not going to let things out. But there's also different ways. Yeah, because that's not realistic. Exactly. <laughs> so it's also And that's the not way. healthy either because when you hold it in, you all yes. that rage, whenever... This is the thing with the world that we don't understand especially in psychology they tell you a lot about it whatever feeling you have it starts small and then it grows nothing whatever you put out there it grows and the same thing is with emotions it starts with sadness when you're angry you're actually really sad and you just don't know how to you feel more in control when you have rage that's something that i i learned in a class last year rage is our go-to because we feel more in control. It makes mm -hmm. us feel safe yeah. because when you're vulnerable, you don't feel safe. So when you're sad, you're vulnerable, but when you're enraged, you feel more in control and you feel, and your ego takes advantage of that. 
And that is something that obviously you can complain in a certain way, but make sure that you take action with that complaining. If you keep, if you feel like you have been complaining about the same problems a few times, then that means that you're not doing what you're supposed to be doing or you have to surrender. That won't take you anywhere. And adding to that, like me, myself, I used to, to think that I was a superwoman. I wanted to go, yes. I wanted to be there for my family, for my friend, for everyone, but myself. And that's the thing that I did all my life. And that I, I guess that's why I, you know, I suffered the most because I wanted to, you know, always help everyone, always be there for everyone, taking others' responsibility, which there were not my responsibility. And that is very, very hard, especially when you become a, a mom for the first time, you know, even though you have, you know, help uh, with your brothers and sister when they were little, it's never the same. It is never the same. When you have a kid, that's your responsibility. Even ourselves are our responsibility. And I never, you know, took uh, time to, to, for myself, like for me. I always, since I came to this country, what I did, it was work for my family. I always... It's like I said before, I, I was like a horse. I only looked to one direction and I didn't want to see to the sides. And that hurts a lot because like when you have to say no to your family, to your friend, it's not that easy. It's not that easy because your whole entire life you have yes. been saying yes, yes to everything. You you leave the things that you, you are doing just because mama calls or my sister or my friend calls and you have to run to solve their problems Mm -hmm. but what about you and that's what i realized i had to stop you know they have a life they had to take care of their life i need to take care Mm -hmm. of my life i need to think about me because if i don't think about me the less i I, I can you know help them i had i will get sick i will you know so that's the thing that we are grown with that in our culture that we had mm-hmm. to carry for Self-sacrifice. our family. Yes, that's a, sacrifice that's a, yourself for family. That's the mantra. Um, do everything for your family. And that's how I, I, I would thought that, I, you know, I, I, I go to the United States, I will work and I will help my family, you know. And that's the thing that hurt the most. Like, now I, I had to make a decision. Either I go crazy or I start thinking about myself and working on myself because I need help. And maybe you know? not, and maybe not even crazy. Maybe you just let you. Maybe you let your whole life pass by, and then you're eighty, sitting in the retirement exactly. home, feeling angry because you know 80, 80 something percent of people. The the biggest regret that people have when they're dying is living the life that other thought that I should live, not the life that I wanted to live. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of layers to that, and that could be one of them. Maybe helping everybody else. Listen, I'm a recovering people pleaser. And that is so hard to start saying no. And that superwoman complex of you can do it all. Or not being able to say no. And having everything perfect. And having everything perfect. That thing That's will, exhausting. No, that would kill oh, you faster. You don't have an idea. <laughs> that would kill you faster than any, than any disease. And, you know, before we move on, I want you to touch a little bit on that, what you said. I think that is very important for us to talk a little bit more about putting yourself first because I work with women 
And the thing that I hear the most is, since I had children, like before, they were always put everybody else first, but they had a little more time. But after you have children, I feel like you have to make more of a conscious yeah. effort to put yourself first because all these mommy shaming. Yeah. You're not a great mom if you're yeah. a woman <laughs> or if you're, it's something that is eating up social media. And I, I have people crying in my chair telling me I feel guilty because I want to have a date with my husband, but I feel like if I am not the perfect mom and I'm like, okay, but to, for a, you cannot pour from an empty cup. You cannot give your child what you don't have. And if your marriage fails, you're hurting your child. So you need time to construct, you know, a happy home, let's just say, for your child to grow up a healthy, full individual. So that, that's something that I would love for you to touch on a little bit. What are things that you do to prioritize yourself a little bit more? Well, um, let me tell you something. When I was pregnant, uh, a wise woman, which is a psychologist, she told me, you know what? You're pregnant now. Let me give you this advice. When you have your child, the world will tell you how to raise your child. And she said, don't listen to them. You do what you can do with your child because you are the one who is raising that child. And she was right. You know, she was right. And I just, I, I still remember that because, uh, like, I raised my kid and I don't want my kid to do things that other kids do. You know, I raise it the way I can. Being a single mom is tough. Um, and taking time for myself, like I, I had to, to manage myself. I had to do a schedule. I had to do things for myself. If I want to do exercise, now I can manage myself better because I have a planner and I plan my day, you know, ahead of time. If you don't do that, you go crazy every day. Trust Every time me. I hear the word schedule <laughs> or planner or calendar, yeah, I get no, no. I get a woman boner. You bone. have to do I, it. I get a boner for sure. There's you something that excites me about that. It's so exciting. When I hear people say those words, it's like, oh my God, take me to dinner. Uh, no, and I learned that from, from a friend that she has seven girls wow. and she's a planner. I shout have, out to Lily. I don't Lily, know how you do it. Lily Chubby, she is my, you know. Seven and they're all she, girls. She came to my life in the right time. I admire that woman that much. And she's not the only one that I see, you know, that have so many kids. But she's the one that I see that she, through, to go through life with seven girls and all the challenges that she has to face every day, she has to use a planner. She has to plan her day, daily, day. And let me just Everything. add to that. I see her on Instagram. <laughs> the girl is living her best life. Well, the woman, because there's nothing girl about you, girl. We need to bring Lily. But uh, seriously, no, she listen, she is such a spark of joy. Let's just say that I met her and I'm like, okay, this person is, it's, yeah. I, I, you're my friend. I don't care. And not only that, she goes out to have a drink. She goes out to book signings. Yes. She goes to the beach and whatever. And I'm like, listen, how am I complaining? I don't have time. <laughs> and this woman have seven girls because I think girls are harder than boys in many things to raise. Yes. And I'm like, we're doing something wrong. Definitely. <laughs> well, well, for me, touching to some of the topics that we talked about, like uh, thinking you're a superwoman, I can imagine how it is for someone who is a mother because I went through that in a very early age where I wanted to do it all and then 
that affected my health. It affected my relationship with my parents, my friends. It just affected yes. everything around me. And I had to make a decision and learn from that because I realized that it was doing more harm than I wasn't even proud about the things I was doing anymore because I was like, I'm just stressed all the time. I'm getting sick. I don't feel good. When I don't make it to something, then I feel horrible because mm -hmm. I'm like, I couldn't fit everything oh, you that freak I, out. I wanted to yeah. do. And that's just not right. So I learned to say no to certain things. And it was, it's, it's been a tremendous mm -hmm. change in my life because I've been doing learned. a really good job. I know. You know, you know, I know. I live really at a Because before she was, she was, uh, how do you say that? Erotic. It's but a lot of the time it wasn't erotic. even about me. It yeah. was the same. Yeah. It was yeah. about yeah. being there for other people yeah. or being there because other people expected me to be there. And not only people, that. you would take like projects and stuff, like mm -hmm. everything and anything. And, and that's all, it's just deteriorates you. And the truth is like, Like she said, for you to be good for other people, for projects, for work, for anything, you have to be good mm -hmm. yourself. You cannot pour from an empty cup because then you get, this is what used to happen to me. And she knows this. I would say yes to everything. Then I would show up to the place. Okay, I'm late because first I don't want to be there. I, I didn't know. Now I'm, I'm punctual and I get mad when people are late or when I'm late, I get mad at myself. But before there was no such thing. And then I realized, okay. I had a job that taught me how to be punctual. I had mm -hmm. to be punctual. But other than that, I realized that I was always late because 90% of the time I didn't want to be there. Mm -hmm. One. And another thing, I was already frustrated. So I was mad at myself, which is the worst thing you can do. It's, it's, it's the worst yes. thing you can do when you're mad at yourself. I was going to say something about that. Yeah. And then um, you're bitter. And I was sitting there like going over it in my head because I'm yes. an overthinker. I want to be here. I want to go home. And, and, and then I would not be... I, you know, I would not be a joy to be around exactly. because I was, you cannot be I was 100% fried. there. Yeah. And when you're burned now, you, you can relate yeah. to this. When you're burned now, you, you're a disaster. Nobody mm -hmm. wants to be around you. Mm -hmm. And this is the honest truth. I'm being transparent here. Of course, nobody wanted to, um, they would be like, okay, yeah, but I was, uh, you know, I'm fun and I laugh a lot and whatever. But inside I was a little mad and frustrated because there was so many things that I knew that when you're letting yourself down, that's the worst thing for you because it kills your self-esteem. It kills you. The It kills the image that you have of yourself. And that's yeah. the most important one because people will always have all this opinion. What yeah, you will. think about yourself mm -hmm. is the most important thing. Mm -hmm. So that's why it's important well, to just say no. <laughs> I wanted to say something, you know, for uh, all the moms, single moms that are listening is that... When you start, it's really hard. So you do you you do what you can do, little by little. Uh, you start planning, but sometimes things doesn't go the way you want yes. it to be. Oh my lord! So <laughs> because they don't go oh the way you lord. want it to to go, just you know, relax, breathe, because you you you're not in control of everything. You know, you do your part. But you're not in control. Can you, you gotta do like the so, GPS? It doesn't reroute. Exactly. Exactly. And let me tell you something. As a single mother, we have to cry. If yes. I had to, to cry, I will cry because I had to let it out. Everybody it's needs fine. to cry. It's not, you know, cry. It's okay if you cry. We should you be, know, we I used should to cry in my car. I used to when I when I felt so overwhelmed that I didn't even know what to do. 
Uh, I used to cry in my car. I used I used to go to the bathroom, sit on the toilet and cry. <laughs> which my daughter come one day in front of a, a friend and tell me, Well you cry sitting on the table. Say, Oh, yes, I do. I have to, you know? Because I'm a mother, because I, I, I sometimes I get frustrated because I have so many things on me and I don't know how to deal with. So you have to let it out, mm-hmm. you know? But let me tell you, through the time, you learn, you learn, and then you will see that life changes for you. You just have to keep pushing. You have to keep pushing. You have to trust yourself enough. You have to stick with your plan and what you wanted to do. No matter, you know, if the rains, the storm comes, it's gonna, there's always going to be a storm. Especially when you take a decision in your life and you want to do something, you will have so much, you know, coming to you like people throwing rocks to you. But you have to keep going. You have to keep going. And yeah, my plan didn't go, my day didn't go as I planned it today. It's okay. I will make you still have tomorrow day and the next day. I, as long as you're alive, you still have the chance to do whatever yes, it is. 100%. Yes, 100%. Yes. And before we move on to the next question, going back to that and venting and complaining and whatnot, I also think there's a different way of like letting things out. You mm-hmm. can complain, which mm-hmm. is just, you know, life sucks and <laughs> everything I hate it and whatever. In a or, negative way. Exactly. I want to stay stuck in here. There's two different types of complaining in my book. I want to stay stuck here and I want to be negative and my life is over, which I do it till we all do it. But, and there's the positive one, which is the one that Eleni and I do. We which complain usually, and cry for a little bit and then be like, okay, so no, what are we going to do? Exactly. We usually, like, that's my way of, I call it venting rather than complaining. I vent, but I vent mentioning the solution at the end. Like, yeah, yeah this sucks and I feel like this, this is what I'm going to do. That doesn't take away the fact that it sucks and that it's making me feel horrible and that it's stressful and that I want to cry. But I know that there is a solution. I always have a problem with my dad with that because he thinks that when I (laughs) bent with him, it's because I think that there's no solution. And, you know, and usually I'm like, no, I know what I have to do. I know I'm going to get out of it, but I still want to cry. Exactly. People don't understand that. People don't understand that. And that's what I'm You have to cry. It's all difficult for people to understand, especially like when you're struggling, like you have so much struggles and you wanted to just let it out. Yeah. People see you crying and they want you to stop crying. How are you going to stop crying if you need to scrap to cry? <laughs> there is nothing, there is nothing. We need to like get rid of that table. There's nothing wrong with crying. There's nothing Should wrong. I cry yesterday and the day before too? I was so overwhelmed. I love and driving. You should cry when I'm driving. <laughs> Girl, I can cry. Listen, I can cry when it's raining. I could cry all the time. It does <laughs> But you need to let it you need to let it out. And yes. I, I I do have to get better at complaining because I know that I do complain a lot. And I do do both of those complaining. I think the the two people that I talk about my problems in a deep way are you and you, which is funny that I have you <laughs> next to me. It's true. Nobody else would ever know and, and because of my personality, people always think like, oh, you, you always seem so happy. And I'm like, <laughs> I cried. <laughs> I just cried before coming yeah, because here. because people think that, you know, you have the perfect life. Yeah. But, you know. Especially on Instagram. Is, They're always a, like, oh, you're always doing this and always doing that in your job. It's so glamorous. That is what's wrong with that, you no, know, no, the no, social no. media now. Because people see you put something mm-hmm. and they think you have a perfect life. 
And it's I, like, it like me, I always try to put something positive out there. That's true. You so that doesn't mean positive. my life is perfect. That doesn't no. mean I don't have my bad days, you know? So people need to understand that when you have to do what you have to do, if you have to cry and you see someone cry, just give them a hug. Don't exactly. tell them, you know. Yeah. Stop crying. Well, like the podcast that I listened to um, today while I was cleaning, it's saying that um, this amazing woman that I admire so much, she's a writer and um, psychotherapist, and she used to be a teacher. So, and imagine a preschool teacher, you know how hard that could mm-hmm. be. Um, she said that when they asked her, what's the biggest advice that you can give everybody in the world? She didn't even think about it. She said, being a better listener. People sometimes just need to yes. be listened to. Yes. And we are so, like, when somebody's telling you something, already thinking about the, the answer, answer that you're going to give them. Mm-hmm. And you want to almost rush them into telling you the story. And like we said about social media, the assumptions. When somebody tells you a problem and you already know them, that's why people that are family and friends cannot see a psychologist. I cannot treat you guys because since I know you already, I assumed right away that you're going to tell me the same thing or that you're just complaining to complain. Like, mm-hmm. we have all this assumption and our mind is made up. So she said that we have to be a better listener simply because no problem is the same. And the stage that you are in your life, uh, when you're in your 20s, when you're in your mm-hmm. 30s, when you're in, you know, your 40s, is not the same. You know, you can have similar problems, but they're never the same. So we need to be better Especially with children, she and said. And everyone is different. And listening. Exactly. Everyone's How you different. process things. It's never going to be the same way as I process things. It's impossible. Then the world would be everybody the same. Oh, how boring. It's like eating, <laughs> Super boring. eating the same food every day. I would die. <laughs> I know. And with everything we have talked about, because I know we can talk for hours. Um, one of the things that we wanted to ask is, as a mom and as a woman, what do you think has been the biggest challenge when making changes? What, what has been that thing that has made it harder for you when you're making that change in your life? Professionally or personal um, change? Well, being a single mom, because when you have, you know, when you have kids, it's very difficult sometimes, you know, to make a decision and not think about what's going to happen. So at the same time, it's difficult because you think about them but at the same time you think you say I have to do it because of them Mm -hmm. you know so uh everything I have done is because I I have my daughter I always say and I will keep saying my entire life I was born again when I have my daughter I am someone different because I have her because I had to change my my you know the way I think because I have to to uh, find myself you know, and see that I was, that I, that now I am a superwoman. Now I can do everything because now I know myself. Now I'm in charge of my life. Now mm-hmm. I'm in charge of my yes. mind. And I don't have to be afraid. Like when I break that change of not being afraid and not think that, because I'm in sales, you know, when you're going to approach someone new, you think that, oh, he's going to say no, she's going to say yes. no. And that's, you know, that that re- rejection like mm-hmm. you know puts you down like bring you down but uh i you know i switched my mind and i said you know a hundred people can say no 
Well, maybe two or three will say yes. And from that, I will make, you know, I will have so many people that will come my way. And I know, I now know what people I want in my life. I know what friends I want in my life. You know, like finding yourself, finding yourself and knowing what you want. It's like you have to be specific. It's not easy. I just learned that the other day, how to be specific. <laughs> and when I, 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 I We talked saw, about it. It was, it I was crazy. I saw that in a book that I'm reading and, and I say, oh my gosh, that, that's the keyword. Mm. That's why you have to always constantly, mom out there, you have to be constantly reading. Personal development is the best that you can have. Stop watching TV. Stop listening to the one that is watching novelas or Netflix. <laughs> yes, I don't, I'm not, I had nothing against Netflix. Sometimes you have to chillax and watch your, you know, But take more time to for personal development. That thing is is a killer. I you love know? something that you said though. You said now I'm a superwoman. What I thought automatically was you don't have to be perfect. Things don't have to go your way. You don't have to be everywhere. You don't have to be there for everyone to be a superwoman. Exactly. To be a superwoman, you just have to be able to be in control of your life. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And overcome and know challenges. You and know what you want. Yes. That is and so important. And Because if we don't know what you want... You look confident. No, People yeah. can tell that exactly. you exactly. are healthy, that you know what you want, that you're doing the things that Even you want to do. Even in your body language. Healthy. You know, yes. like sometimes you see somebody and they, the way they're standing. That's why yeah. um, that research on power pose is so powerful. That Those like power pose that people do before entering a meeting, that actually works. It it like changes your mindset mm -hmm. to I am more confident. Like when you see that somebody's a little insecure, you can tell right away because the way they're sitting and they're like kind of hiding and a little mm -hmm. shy. I mean, everything it's it's crazy how everything changes when your mindset changes. And that manifestation thing of being a specific, that yeah. is such a it game is very changer. Powerful. And another thing that I told her the other day, you gotta make sure that when you manifest something, listen You're ready guys. For it. You're ready for it. I told her that. <laughs> yes, yes. Yes. I told her that because you know what happened? She did this amazing change and she moved to Fort Myers. And we're like, we're beaming with um, pride and everything. And then another apartment opened up for her that she wanted in the area that she wanted. She's yes. been talking about it for months. <laughs> it's way bigger. It's a good price. It's exactly the area that she knows where she like she belongs. The place I want is. And this woman over here is like telling me like, oh, but I'm not sure. But I'm not. I'm like, you manifested this for you months. <laughs> you wanted it. Then now you have to be ready take and it. take the punch because yes. that's the thing with life. Yeah. Life favors. I love that quote. Life favors. Destiny favors the bold. The people that, okay, the door doesn't open. Knock on the door. It doesn't open again. Kick the door down. Of course, there's things that are not for you. But if you know you're manifesting something and you know that thing is where you belong because we have really good intuition. We know where we're supposed to go. Mm -hmm. We just get distracted by all these things that the conditioning, you know, people, what mm -hmm. they're doing, the comparison. We're yes. always comparing. Yes. And, but we know deep inside where we need to go. So I knew that she belonged there because she's been telling me, she's just, she has been describing this opportunity for months, <laughs> for months. 
And then she comes around and she's not sure because it's only natural that you a little bit, you know. Yeah. She just he she had just moved, and when you have a child moving around, oh yes, that oh, has oh, to let be. Me, let me talk about a little bit about moving. <laughs> <laughs> yes, because I think it's a, it's very important that we are used to like we want to stay in one place and don't move. And what has you know helped me a lot is to move to different places. Mm. Every time I move. With my daughter, and tell, let me tell you guys, I have moved many times. She's eight years old, and I don't know how many times I have moved. <laughs> but wherever we go, wherever we live, there is a story that I created a lot of good memories with my daughter, and she's like, she's happy. Like yeah. every time we move, she's happy about the it. girl smiles <laughs> like there's no tomorrow. If you see, like, she is... Let's say that you grab a candle. We're going to post a picture of her. And yes, <laughs> like a candle. And, and it's vanilla scent. And that smell, it's everywhere. She's the same thing, <laughs> but in joy form. Yes. That girl, it's always happy. Like, always. And every, everywhere she goes, like, when wherever I yeah, go she has with a her, spark. she has that people can just... They have to say something. Yeah. They had to tell her something. That's true. Because she's like a light that came to the room. And I think it's good because she doesn't get attacked. Like, she learns to socialize, to learn, to overcome, to know that changes are part of life. They're going to happen. It's not 100% attached to everything because she's going to have to make those changes sometime in her life, mm -hmm. too, yes. when it comes. And she knows because she's been there, she's done it with you. Yeah. And it's not going to be that hard for her to make changes mm -hmm. when she grows older because yeah. she knows that, you know, well, I have moved so many times, why would I do it? Exactly. You know, like for some people that are like living in one place their whole life, mm -hmm. it's harder and maybe to take not, a decision, And maybe not only know? living in one place, but being sheltered. That's another thing yes. that is very... Because yes. when we spoke mm -hmm. about this, I told her... Um, the most important thing, because there's a difference, small, emotional stable, emotionally stable, or um, on um, like emotionally unstable. There's a, there, it's very different because people think that because you move around, you are going to grow up to be unstable. No, if the kid is mm -hmm. emotionally stable mm -hmm. and it, it's getting supported, it's getting loved. Uh, you're a great mom. The kid feels like it has a, a, a home, no a matter home, where you go. A circle, that should not be a problem. Now, the problem comes when that kid is emotionally unstable. It doesn't matter if the kid spends 50 years living in the same house, the kid is always going to feel scattered because we, we live in our minds our whole life. So that's, that's where you need to be, you know, that's where you need to be healthy. Um... I gotta say something. This every time we do this podcast is like therapy to me. I feel like we always go over something I'm going like going through at the moment and it just really helps me because I could be having like a really bad day and thinking about all these things that I'm stressed and worried Are about. Yeah, when is It's true. And then we talk about it and I'm like, okay, I'm gonna use this and this and this tip and this. So Francisca, do you ever feel like being a mom has held you back from any of the goals you had promised yourself? And if so, do you feel, how do you feel about it? Like, do you feel like it's, it's, it's something that has pushed you away in another direction? And, or do you feel like that has pushed you to be more daring and do it all? 
I can say that it has pushed me, you know, to to a better, to do better. Um, it hasn't helped me back. Uh, on the contrary, uh, because I'm a mom, uh, I feel more, you know, uh, that I have to push myself more. I have to do better, and uh, you know. If if I want my daughter, uh, you know, to be someone tomorrow, I want to do the best for her. Uh, especially being a mom, be there for her, show her, you know, how much I care for her, how much I love her. And at the same time, working, you know, my daughters, she go to work with me. She has to be there with me wherever I go. And she's happy. <laughs> she's happy to help mama, you know, grow her business. Uh, and I love that because she can see and appreciate that mommy is working hard, you know, so we can travel, so we can do things that we like. Like, I always say that we, we act like Dora la Exploradora. Because <laughs> Dora the Explorer. <laughs> yeah, because we like to always, you know, go to new places. And to go to new places, you have to spend money. So mommy has to work. And she understands that. And yes. I love and because I love instead that. of holding you back, it's more of a motivation for yes. you to be a better person, to be, to dare to do the things you always wanted to do yes. because yes. this person depends on you and she's looking up to you. Oh, yes. Yeah, yes. definitely. Yes. And let me just add, this little girl has the best social life i ever seen in a <laughs> long time. You know, like those rock stars from the 80s that always had an invitation standing and they had to decline certain invitations because <laughs> they have a lot in their calendar? That little girl is that. She's always like, oh, yeah, no, we couldn't do, we couldn't go to that birthday. Like complaining, oh, because we had two others. I'm like, what? <laughs> you know what I did today? What are you talking about? We had about? to prioritize. I know. She's like prioritizing. She has a social life that I aspire to have in my life. <laughs> and she's only what? And she's, and she's only, yeah, eight. 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 She's only eight. That's crazy to me. Um... Another thing that you said is that definitely being a mom pushes you. And I can see that 100% because let me tell you guys a funny story. Yesterday was Thanksgiving, right? I had a couple of drinks, of course. I have some wine and whatever. Today, I woke up and the last thing I wanted to do was to function in the morning. I didn't drink that much, but I fell because I was already tired. When you're a mom... There's no such thing. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> you have to get up and do what you have to do. And and I see yeah. her. She gets up at 6 a.m., like, no problem, 7 a.m., and I'm just there, like, like a cockroach when you step on it. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like oh, my God, I can't even function today. And she's like, no, what I have to do, she's, like, taking out boxes and getting her suitcases, and I'm over there, like, laying on the bed, like... <laughs> Dying. <laughs> Dying. Like, what is this? What is going on? So I definitely see how it can be No, but, you know, push. the funny thing is, like, when you become a mom and you start um, organizing yourself, like I said before, planning yourself, you for, be, for you to be able to have the 24 hours to work for you, you have to do sacrifices. So what I do, I always, always... Uh, try to get up at four in the morning so Ooh. I can have time to do my exercise. You see that? To, that that's already a no for me. To read, <laughs> to read, you know, my books, to do, uh, to catch up on things. Because that, you know, if I get up at eight, I won't have time. Trust me, I won't. So yes, I go to bed early. By nine, ten, I'm in bed. Yes, but 
I had to get up early. So, you know, not everyone wants to do those sacrifices, but if you want to do what you have to do in life, you want to get better, you have to, to do a lot of sacrifices, a yes. lot of sacrifices. And the thing is, like, you know, when I go to parties on the weekend or whatever, uh, even if I go to, uh, go to bed late, at 7, I'm, I'm awake already. Because your body, yeah, I'm awake to, already. you're used to it. And, and, and one thing is, like, we say sacrifices. Sometimes people think sacrifices are always negative. But some not. sacrifices are done for a positive thing. Outcome. Outcome. Mm-hmm. So especially if it's self-development or yes. anything like that. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, you end up having a better day or the outcome is a lot better because you're making those sacrifices. Mm-hmm. And if you were not making those sacrifices, then your life will probably be a mess. Mm-hmm. So at the end of the day, they turn out to be something positive rather yes. than something negative. Even though the word sacrifice, it's known it's, to be yeah. negative. It has it's a negative, negative connotation, yes. but it definitely, um, everything that is worth having is a sacrifice. Going to school is a sacrifice. Yes. Having two jobs is a sacrifice. Being a mom is a sacrifice. Anything that has wonderful, long lasting, that's a, a very good word to keep in mind, long lasting needs a sacrifice yeah. for you to you make it worth the it. The thing is that when you are a mom, you are full time, full time mom. Yeah, you, you can have be a full time job. <laughs> <laughs> like me, I'm I'm a full time mom because I'm a single mom. You know, yeah. I had to bring my kid to the school, pick it up. I had to do everything for her. I don't have nobody else to do it, so I had to do it as a full time job. Plus, I have my other full time job. Plus, I have my business on the side. Mm-hmm. Plus, I have myself. Exactly. So I had to take, yeah, I had to find, you know, a space for myself too. Mm-hmm. As, at least a little to do a little and bit of yoga. <laughs> yeah. You know, at least, at least to do a little bit of yoga or or exercise or something because I need it. If I don't, you know, I had to like recharge my mind every morning, you know, say my positive thoughts because they, the day you don't have control. Yes, you did your planner, but you don't have control of but in the morning, it's like a ritual that you have to do in the morning, you know, so you can have that. You guys are the same person. <laughs> you guys are the we same talk person. A, we, talk, we talk a lot. We talk yeah. a lot. And we, and we give and each works, other like, and we give each other a lot of advice, which is something that she's not only my sister, she's my friend in the sense of when I figure something out, like that's why I have my blog. I need everybody to know. So when I figure something out, you know me with my yoga and my affirmations and my stuff and my spirituality craziness, I go ahead and I run and tell her. And when she figures something out, she runs you know, and she tells like me. She's like my accountability partner. So <laughs> we have to like, when I don't, when I do something that I don't think is, uh, or I don't feel comfortable, I, you know, I just call her, you know, what do you think about this? Um, you know, I'm not perfect. We always make mistakes. And that's fine because we're not perfect. And I cry to her, of course. And so, no, we cry to each other. And you know, I think about yeah, this. Yeah. And, and I'm her cry. Google. And, and I'm her Google. She's yeah. like, oh. Yeah. You know everything. What is this? Like, every time I don't know something, I call her or, you know, I text her. Mariela, what is this? Because I, I know a, you know everything. I, she I have to do research a lot. So yeah, I'm a crazy. She's yeah, yeah, my yeah. Google. I'm definitely going to be one of those crazy people that with the... I see myself with those... You're going with, to be you are. Uh, no, no, I'm already <laughs> are. But those people need to be locked up with a little chalk and everything. Like, all these, like, with all these theories and all these research. Guys, there's such a thing as finding too much information. There's things that you better not even find out because there's some things I have in my head that I'm like, 
I should have never found that out. Because there's, <laughs> like, there's some food I don't enjoy anymore. There's some things you shouldn't... You just don't figure it don't out. Don't ruin it for us. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. There's some things you should have given, you know. Eh, espérate, que vas a un transition, me he terminado hace rato. Ay, pero si tiene con que vayarme. No, 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 vamos a terminar esto, que uno está en el flow, tú sabes. <laughs> y la mía se lo quita. Okay. So, with all that, with, wait. So, with all of that being said, what do you find to be the most scary part of being a single mother? Like, the scariest things that probably is a thought that goes through your mind on a daily basis. The scariest, um, what can I say? Uh, before, I was very scared, like, not be there for my daughter. Like, you know, how many parents, even, you know, parents that are mom and dad raising their kids and they don't take time for their kids and their kids are yes. in a beautiful home, having everything, but no dad no and time. mom. Even they're living together, they're not there for them. So I never wanted that. I always wanted to be, you know, even if I have present, to, if I have present, exactly. If I had to make less money to be present with my daughter, that was, you know, more important for me yes. than anything else, you know, because um, when I say my daughter, when I told my daughter that I love her, I can see how she appreciate that and how she feels. Yes. And I always like something that I, I, you know, I always think is like, if I die tomorrow, I want my daughter to remember that I say I love you. I want my daughter to remember that I say, you know, I care for you. And, uh, like, not just the struggle that we went through, just the, 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 the rushing, just yeah. the, no, My I don't want her, there. I, those, mm-hmm. because I, I'm being there and I can see that, like, trust me, I can die tomorrow and I know my daughter is going to be the happiest kid, you know, the happiest girl in the whole world because she will remember all the good memories that we made. We yes. have made so much memories and, and she, she knows, like, I think like for the the hard part is like that not be there for your your kids you know having to have three two jobs because you have to you know um, provide and that happens a lot with with single moms because they're so worried about providing and providing providing mm-hmm. and you forget about you forget the, about. the you know the little things mm-hmm. and we do know that we are very conscious that it's 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 very hard and not everybody yes. has the same opportunity. But if you do, um, always try to prioritize. Um, we always hear people talking about legacy mm-hmm. and attaching it to money. I want to live yes. a good um, mm-hmm. legacy or whatever. To me, there is no better legacy than what you just said. Yes. We don't raise kids for ourselves. We raise kids for the world. For the world. Mm-hmm. And if you live, like you said, you live your child today, you know she's going to be okay. So, yes. There is no better yes. peace of mind. For you and the world, because your daughter is going to touch a lot of people throughout the world, throughout throughout her lifetime. Yes. And there's no better way than leaving her behind than knowing that you guys mm-hmm. made, that you lived that legacy with her. And not only that, you know, I see that many parents do something that I, I completely don't agree with. And I'm, I think it's very wrong. They, they wanted to provide so much that they live over their limits, you know, they had to mm-hmm. pay so much and they're always angry and they, 
because they want to live the life that others are living and they cannot afford it. Yes. And that's just something mm-hmm. that that's you... Very Miami. I, I rather, you know, I rather live in one room with my daughter mm-hmm. and having, you know, time to take her out, to take her to the park, having extra money, that money that I maybe I can pay for Save rent. Save for emergencies. That, stay for it. Mm-hmm. Exactly. That's, a, that's the thing. Like, when the this time that is you know, happening now for the coronavirus, uh, I saw something that I said, oh my God, thanks God that I learned this on a good time because I had, you know, my emergency fund. I had, I was okay. If I, you know, if I didn't have money to pay my rent, I was okay for some months because I knew that one day, you know, it was gonna, something was gonna happen. And it happens to everyone. It happens to everyone. The storm is going to come to everyone. So if you live paycheck by paycheck, well, if you have to move to a smaller place so you can, you know, save money to be in a better place, do that. Yes. Don't go over your limits and, you know, you're putting your family even in danger because you're not doing your own. On the contrary, you're struggling a lot. And you're and burning yourself you're burning out emotionally. Yourself. So when you yeah. get home, the last thing you want to do is play with your with your child mm-hmm. because you're already so tired from the and day. Stress. And that's really admirable, but it's not sustainable. It's not something that you can do for a long time. And here we live in a city where luxury is a must-have because people live by comparison. The first thing people ask you when they meet you here is what you do. What type of car do you drive? And I think that's such a big pressure mm-hmm. that nobody mm-hmm. needs mm-hmm. i mean other than you your child will never remember we had our mercedes c5 and whatever yeah. children do not understand what luxury is luxury a real luxury is love and time with them that's the biggest luxury you can give any child yes. and before we move on to the last question i wanted to highlight that i know there's a lot of parents are there who are going through that and they're working all these jobs and probably don't have time for the kids. We're not necessarily saying you're a horrible parent the other way around. Mm -hmm. That's admirable, like you said. Mm -hmm. But sometimes unconsciously we do that and we don't notice. So it's like maybe listening to something like this gives you the opportunity and the time to say some things needs to change and it needs to be something that you're conscious about every single day because unconsciously when you know you have to pay the rent, you're going to be that way. It doesn't mean you have to stop working. It just means like when we had a Jocelyn come join us, she said, little things you can do with your kids could be your, oh, Francisca is very you're good doing at the that. laundry. Let's just mm-hmm. do it together. Mm-hmm. Quality time doesn't necessarily mean going out mm-hmm. to a park, going out to the movies. And teaching them anything. how to be independent. Exactly. Yes. My daughter knows how to be independent, how to yeah. put her clothes on since she, she was four me, years old. Yeah, she bosses me around. Yeah. I stay with her one week and she's like, oh, that's not can how I my socks... Um, that's not how my socks go. Can I send my child to your house when I have her for a few months? It's like a boot camp for kids. <laughs> boot camp for kids. And no, she's, she's, she's a really, really, really good parent. No, seriously, in every, in every aspect. And I don't say that because we're related because I would have no problem being like, yeah, no. She's, she's all right. But <laughs> she's a really great parent because you can see it in, in her kid. That little girl is not only independent. Wherever she goes, she is 
great to take care of because there's nothing to take care of. Like she doesn't, she behaves better when she's not around. Let me just tell you that. Seriously. And she's like, she asks you for what she wants. She's always eating. That's another thing the girl eats. And it's, you know, she's never afraid to ask for what she wants. And I think that's that emotional independence that she sees in you. Because another thing is that kids are not what you do. They are, they are what you are. So whatever she sees in you, that's who she's going to be. Not what you tell her. Now, if you boss her around, you can tell that kid every day, every day, be this, be this, be this. But if they don't see you, be like that. You gotta be an example for them. Exactly. You gotta be. And, you know, touching on that. I saw that um, with my daughter because when I was going through so much uh, and I didn't know what to do, I used to, you know, scream at her. I used to be angry all the time, mad all the time. And this child was acting like I was, you know, I saw her and I said, What's, what happened to my daughter? And I, it was my mirror. She was looking at me and she was acting the same way I was acting. So I had to, you know, I said, no, I had to make changes. I think I talked to you about it, Mayela. And I say I had to make changes. I I don't want my daughter to be like that. That doesn't Mm -hmm. look good. That, you know, I don't want her to be angry like I am. So I had, and I did, I completely, you know, it's like forgot about all that. She's not like that anymore, but because I had to change my behavior. Mm-hmm. And the, the difficult thing about us when we are like grown and mom, uh, we all, like we've been talking about, I just thought about now, like single mom, but there are single dads out there. Too. Yes. I have friends that yes. are single dad. So imagine we women, we do so many things at the same time. <laughs> I feel, you know, I, I sometimes I think and I say, oh my God. How do a guy does it with their kid when they're just, you know, with their kid? Mm-hmm. And it's so difficult for a man to do so many things, you know, to, they're, to yeah, they're so not, many things at the same time. Yeah, they're not meant uh, to, the, they're not the greatest multitasker. But and they, that's, you know, that's an actually, yes, so this is not me. Yeah, yeah. not just throwing it out there. Yeah, no, male thing. Yeah, I know, it's, it's, yeah, it's statistically <laughs> proven. Yes. And I, you know, I feel proud for those, you know, single dads. Shout out, single dads. That take care of their kids because I know... For us, maybe, you know, a little bit easier because, you know, moms and, and we know how to take care. We're more nurturing by nature. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. Yes. So. Yeah, for sure. And that's such a gem what you just said mm-hmm. um, about being cheap in your mirror. Definitely. Yes. If, you, if your child is acting up, you see, they're obviously the two places I spend the most time, school or in the house. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. you have to dig deeper and see what's going on. We wanted to ask you a very loaded question. Mm-hmm. How do you stay sane with your busy schedule as a professional and mom? Well, she's not very sane, but <laughs> <laughs> she's the amazing type of crazy. We love it. Well, um, I guess I, I just, you know, I, I take it as it is, you know. Uh, I... I decided, when I decided to change my life, I decided, you know, there's nothing, nothing in the world that is going to bring me back to who I was. I'm not going to allow it. I'm not going to allow nothing, uh, you know, to take my peace away from me. Uh, I had to, you know, I had to make a lot of changes. That's another thing, too, that you sometimes you have to, to, to walk away from taxi people. Those 
people that are in your ears saying, you know, negative thoughts. Don't even tell them your things. Walk away from them. That helped me a lot. Because, and the thing is, like, when you are changing your environment, when you are positive, you will attract the same. Oh, and you yes. will attract like, that vibe. We just talked about that yes. in the last um, and episode. People, yeah, and people will, will see it, like, in you. Like, I'm not talkative. I don't talk that much. I like to listen a just lot. Just the opposite of me. And, and, like, since I was, you know, little, I always have friends that are older than me. And I think that helped me a lot mm-hmm. because I always like listen. And now being a single mom, I always wanted to know, like when I see a family that I feel like, oh my God, I want the family. How do they do it? I ask, you know, I ask questions because we don't know. We are uh, a work in progress. Mm-hmm. So if you don't know, don't feel, you know, that, that you are making a wrong, there is no wrong answer. You know, that I mean, there is no wrong question. You mm-hmm. always should ask when you don't know so that's what I do when I when I meet people when I see you know how do you do it how did you do with your kid and I don't know everything so those answers will help me you know to get and get better and give the best to my child because I don't know even you know when I when I had my daughter I was going through um postpartum depression I didn't even know that Yes. And it was like I felt like I, it was half happiness mm-hmm. because I had my kid and half sadness. It was something that there is, if you, don't, if you haven't, if you haven't gone through it, like you wouldn't know what I'm saying because it's something that you can't explain. It's something very, there, there's no word to explain that. And it's such you know, a, you have ta- to go through it. it's such a taboo topic. Um, as I mentioned before, um, I'm studying psychology, and when we touch on that, I was very shocked on how many people get it and don't even know that they have it. So they never get on medication, and it gets worse. Just mm-hmm. like I said before, and they feel everything that you, they yeah, just been bombed. Everything, yes. yeah, like I said before, everything that you don't care grows and mm-hmm. gets worse. Nothing yes. just stays the same. That's the thing with life; you have to like cut things as the source and, and try to fix whatever you can fix and surrender to what you cannot fix yes. because everything just grows worse yes. if you don't take care of it. And that's one of the, the biggest thing that I think maybe we should do another podcast with you about because there is so much unawareness in this topic because usually men don't understand um, what that is and women either because... As I said, it's such a taboo topic. It is. And I don't know if you know, guys, but there has been so many devastating cases of mothers who have drowned their child. And and I'm not saying this to be crude. I'm saying this because if you feel a certain type of way after you're giving birth or or around you, yes, and you see some warning signs, that's why it's it's good, again, to be good listeners. Some people ask for help without asking. Some people, you see the warning signs, and if you see somebody in your life or yourself that is not being themselves, we need to to start listening without words. Mm -hmm. 
There's yeah. some people that they never say out loud, mm-hmm. I need help. No. But the signs are always there. Yes. So no, we can't ignore it. Sure. A lot of people do that with their kids too. Yes. They don't want their kids to be autistic, so they ignore the signs. Yes. They don't want to take them to get diagnosed. They don't want to do the things that mm-hmm. they need to do. So everyone's afraid to, you know, say yes. you have something and we that, need to You know, that's the thing. Like, I used to hear those uh, the story, oh... A dad or a mom left their kid in the car and the kid died or something. But after I have my kid, you know what? We go through so much. We forget everything. We even forget our, ourselves. And <laughs> it's not because mom and dad want it. You don't know what they're going through. You know, it's, it's, it's really good, you know, to come and blame that woman. That was a bad man, mom. That was a bad dad. But you don't know what exactly. per- that you know you don't know what's going on with that person. Mm-hmm. So before we point people, you know, before we we always say something, we have to put ourselves, you know, in their shoes and think. I don't know, you know. We don't know. You can't judge people just because you hear something. You don't know, and that's what happened today's world. That we we are judging others. We are you know assuming things. And when that happened, uh, words get spread mm-hmm. and everybody talks about the bad things, but do you want to find out the truth about all this? Yes. Do you know, you want to find out it's the same thing. Like when mm-hmm. we do business like, and somebody can be, somebody can be mean to you, but it's not because they want to. It's because Maybe they're, they're having a bad something. day or they're going through something and you don't know. That's why it's important that even when um, people are not asking for help with their words, you are listening to the warning signs and you become a better listener without having to use your words. There's some people that don't like my sister. She's not very talkative, but I know when something's wrong with her because I I know her warning signs. Um, that's why it's important to sometimes step out of yourself and make sure that you're paying close attention to the people around you because mental health is it's very silent which because of all the taboos and also because people are very ashamed because we have this negative connotation that if you are not completely happy and fulfilled all the time you're broken i i don't i have never i have said this before on here and i don't like to use that word when it comes to people that have mental health issues because there is no such thing as somebody being broken so and some people sometimes are in denial they don't even know that they have a mental issue so that's why it's important to always pay attention to the people that we love and when we ask somebody this is something that i've been practicing um lately because i do talk a lot and sometimes i just sometimes i don't even greet the person correctly i just go on to whatever i want to talk about i try to when you ask somebody how are you you see that right away you say oh fine and you and and you move on Try to give them some space and try to ask different type of questions like, how are you? Or how are you feeling today? Or how's your life overall? How's everything? How are you feeling? How's your, you know, this or that? Try to dig a little bit deeper. You know, you don't have to do that every time, but at least, you know, once a month, especially in times like this, that people's sanity is being tested because we have so much time right now and so many things to worry about with this COVID-19. So make sure that you're checking up on the people that you love and make sure that you let them know to do the same. 
Okay, and some, something that I wanted to say is that uh, people should um, stop, you know, focusing on their problem. Once I can tell you that because of my experience, I stopped, you know, putting so much, um, like seeing my my problem as the biggest problem in the whole mm-hmm. world. And I, you know, and I start looking on to my surrounding. I start listening to people. I ask, you know, the people around me what they're going through. And I see that, you know, most of the time their problems are bigger than my problem. And that has helped me a lot. And sometimes uh, something that I always do is like wherever I go, I always, always have a smile on my face. Because sometimes you never know who needs that smile. You see people that they have a really, really bad day. And when you smile to them, they feel like, you know, like they saw something. And they they feel like they needed that smile. So try to be nice to people. Try to be, it doesn't have to be a single mom to everyone. You know, to everyone. Uh, Even to the kids, smile to them. Kids today, we have to support our, you know, our kids. We have to support everyone around us and be good to them. Be, you know, in your community. You have to be someone that even you, maybe you cannot help them in some way, maybe monetary or something, but do something for your neighbors, you know, help them, especially the elderly, Uh, help them with the trash or help them if they need something from the store. Especially in this time, we need to come together and help each other as much as we can. And I think in that way, we can, you know, be better and do better for others. And it's, it's going to help us to feel better too. Yes, yes. I completely agree. It's been proven time and time again that we, for us to be happy, we have to have a community. The the happiness that we have in our life, it's it's in proportion of all our relationships. So we have to make sure that those relationships are being nourished, those relationships are being taken care of, and get outside yourself. Get outside yourself. When you feel like you're drowning, get outside yourself because you're not the only person in the world and your problems. Other people have had your problems and worse, and they have found your solution. It would be the same for you. We always think that we're alone in the problem, that we're the only one, that we're going Mm. through the worst. So, and it's never, it's never the case. I Mm -hmm. mean, we've been, how many billions of the earth have existed? So trust me, your problem is not new. It's not new at all. And um, there's something very crude that I tell myself that might not be the healthiest approach. I'm not saying it's just what works for me. I tell myself when I'm feeling overwhelmed, sometimes I tend to drown in a glass of water. I tell myself I'm not that important. And this sounds like negative, but to me, it's not that I'm doing any self-harm. It's not that. It's the fact that for some reason, especially um, in this latest time with social media and this generation, for some reason, we have this notion that we are like you're the most important person in the world. And it should be to yourself, yes. But when I say that, what I mean is that I am not the only person, you know, with with my gifts, I'm not, and the same goes, I'm not the only person with my problems. So I tell myself a little mantra, like, it's not that important or Mm -hmm. I'm not that important because 
there's so many people out there struggling yeah. with way more than I'm struggling with. So mm -hmm. on that note, thank you so much, guys, for spending this time with us. It's something that we truly, truly enjoy. And I really do hope that we have brought you value simply because that's what this podcast is for. Always remember that if you have any questions, any comments, any feedback, anything that you want to let us know, send us an email to wearingtheheels at gmail.com and we'll be happy to give you some assistance in any way that we can. Send us a DM, you know, whatever form of contact that you can come up with. Make sure that you tell us whatever it is, even if it's a knock-knock joke, we appreciate it. Thank you so much for wearing the heels with us. And I do hope that you're spreading kindness and that you're having an, an amazing time in your life.